0: Life Audio. We have such a hustle culture that I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in our own egos and claiming that all these things that we enjoy, like food and shelter and protection and family, are results of our own energy and resources when in fact they're gifts from God. And of course, we shouldn't be lazy, and there is an element of our own hard work that goes into our lives and the way that we build our lives. But I think there's a danger when we fail to recognize that most of what we have is a result of God's blessing and God's hand in our lives. We're going to see that example from Israel today as we go through Psalm 127. Stay tuned. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are going through Psalm 127 and we're continuing this reading through the psalm series that we've been doing and the reason why we are going through the psalms is because the psalm book was the hymn book and prayer book of Jesus and our efforts are really trying to help us understand what were some of the things that he meditated on, what he prayed over, what he prayed through and we recognize a lot of the psalm's are what he referred to. And in fact, the Psalms is the, the number one book of the Old Testament that is referred to in the New Testament. If you are just joining us for this series, there are a couple resources we have to help you dig a little bit deeper. On Mondays, we send out a newsletter every week that has journaling prompts to go along with each of these episodes. And then the previous episodes, journaling prompts are available at shehears.org. If you go to the resources section, you can find those in the guided Psalms Journal. So I pray that those are good resources for you. So we are reading today from Psalm 127, and I'm reading from the NIV, and this is part of the Songs of Ascents, which were the psalms that were associated with the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So the Israelite people would come to Jerusalem to celebrate different festivals and things. And so along the pilgrimage, they would be going up the mountain because Jerusalem was at the top of the mountain. And so these Songs of ascent were either what they were saying or experiencing on their way there, or once they got there and were in the holy city. So, starting at verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring of reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is a man whose quiver is full of them, they will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. So what we're seeing today is a psalm that is really the first wisdom poem among the songs of ascent. There's eight songs of ascent, but this is the first one that is dealing in this area of wisdom. And so we know about wisdom literature in the Old Testament. Proverbs is a lot of the wisdom literature, and Proverbs teaches that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so this psalm is stressing the importance of putting God first in every area of your life, both stanzas and both Parts of this passage are teaching that it's God that provides every good thing in our life, whether that's shelter or protection or food or sleep or family or our cars or our careers or the clothes that we wear or the places we get to visit. I think in the culture that we have, sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. So the first part in verses one and two, I love that phrase, unless the Lord builds, because what we're seeing here is, success in any way, shape, or form depends on the Lord, not our own efforts. And so while there are unbelievers that would experience a measure of success, it's not the same kind of success that believers would experience. We have to think about things in terms of Is it temporary or is it eternal? And even in the temporary things of life, we have to recognize that the reason why we have these good things that are in our lives is because they're blessings from the Lord. And so this is using imagery of the builders. So if a builders build the house, then there's guards that stand watch over the city. But unless God is the one that is building and protecting then the human effort in that process is not going to produce anything of quality that is going to last long term. It says that those are being built in vain. They're useless and they're meaningless. And so the effort of building a house here is not just talking about the construction element, but also about building a family. So when it talks about building a house, it's you know, kind of, if you think about it as the house of the Lord, or for us, it would be the house of Grohl. um, That building of the house is the building of a family. And that's going to become more clearly clear as we move Move on. But in particular, it's talking about building up your children. And so verse two talks about all the effort in the world will not allow people to survive and thrive when things fall apart. I think we saw clear evidence of that during the pandemic. A lot of um, I don't want to even just say non-Christians or um, secular businesses, but a lot of even churches failed because they were building on something that was not God led. And so that phrase, unless the Lord builds, it has to be effort that is directed and obedient to God's will, because otherwise we're building something on, on shaky ground. And then when that foundation is shaken, it's not going to, it's not going to survive. And so, what we see is this idea of how um, even things like losing sleep in order to gain food is a waste of time. And God grants sleep and food to those he loves. And so that thought is interesting in the light of the picture of this noble woman of Proverbs 31, who's working hard and doesn't put her lamp out at night. There's a reference to that here. And again, it's doubtful that the psalmist is encouraging people to sit at home and expect God to just provide. I think that is a worldview that is running countercultural to the wisdom tradition that we see in in the the whole meta-narrative of scripture, but especially in the Old Testament. That because that calls for hard work, and it talks about avoiding laziness. We see that all throughout Proverbs. But he is making this point that no matter how hard we work, the success that we experience comes from God and nowhere else. It's not a result of our own fruit, of our own labor, but by God's blessing. I think about that in terms of different times of my life, even in ministry. There have been seasons of my life where you know without a shadow of a doubt god called me into that season but he was likely calling me out of it long before i realized and so i was burning the candle at both ends so to speak i was running myself ragged working hard to do the work of the ministry and what ended up happening was is there was a lack in productivity even though i was working harder than i ever have in my life and things were happening. Don't get me wrong. We still saw saw God work and there was this blessing there. But I think for the amount of work that I was working, the effort was so exhausting. It was not God's best plan for me. And I think now to what I'm doing now and the way that God enabled me to do a lot of really amazing things. I work full-time for a missions organization and I am finishing up my master's degree and I have this podcast and I do life coaching occasionally for people. None of that feels like work for me because I'm working within the calling and the season of God on my life. And so if I think about now And what God is doing, what God is accomplishing through these various areas of ministry versus how hard I was working before and how little fruit I was seeing then, it's like night and day. There's this huge contrast. And so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely putting the work in. I I, um, am very diligent as far as making sure that everything is taken care of, but God is blessing the fruit of that labor in a way that I could not have anticipated. And it's exponentially less difficult then certain areas of my life when I was probably not being obedient to God, even though I thought I was, um, which sounds weird when you're thinking about that in terms of ministry. But I think we all have to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And sometimes we tend to ignore him because it's not what we want or what we think he wants for us. I think that's all the more reason why we have to lean into this idea of unless the Lord builds it, because if we're trying to build it on our own, it's not only going to be exhausting, but it's not going to last. So then we move into verses three through five, where it talks about how children are a heritage from the Lord. And I think before we get into that, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we'll get into the rest of this. Stay tuned. So verses three through five is really where the psalmist gets into this idea of how children are a heritage. And so it talks about the praises and the blessing of children. And in the Hebrew, we have to understand that specifically sons are are mentioned and meant in verse three. Although the second part of verse three, it broadens that phrase to offspring, which is the fruit of the womb, which would include all children. But in that culture, sons were seen as um, really the, the important part because it was the sons that would work and provide for the rest of the family that would carry on the family legacy. In that culture, women and daughters were not valued as much because um, in all honesty, without a son or without a man, uh, women were part of the marginalized of society with if they didn't have a man to help provide for them but it does go on to say the fruit of the womb which is of course like this like I said this indication of all children and so it's talking about how or it's referring to how the house spoken about in the earlier part of this chapter is referring to more than just this physical structure but also to the family and so as God provides children they become the heritage and reward from for him from him and so children have this advantage on a person in terms of the battle of life. And I know that might sound weird for our um, setting, or I guess our climate now, because we don't have the same understanding that they would have had as original listeners. But in that culture, The more children you had, the better. It was an indication of uh, extreme blessing on on your life. And so they would be the ones that were going to support the head of household eventually as the the father of the household aged. It would be his children that would be supporting him. And it would be this legacy that would carry on his household name, his family name. So as he builds up his house, think about that in terms of your impact. Um, You know, you want to... In almost any career you have or any, any effort you've put into any aspect or area of your life, you want that to last longer than just your life. And so that's kind of what we're seeing here is this heritage is really closely tied to how many children a person had in that time frame. And so the psalmist, it seems as if the psalmist is under legal attack and then he is looking to his family for help. And I think what this psalm does is it reminds us that, again, every good thing that we enjoy, whether it's food or our homes or family or even protection, all of those things are gifts from God. They are not a result of our own striving and energy and resources. And there's this fine line here, and we're not going to talk about or we're not referring to being lazy or negligent. Absolutely not. We know that that's the opposite of what scripture calls us to, but we shouldn't depend on ourselves. I think that we have to be really careful to listen to the voice of God in our lives and make sure that we are operating within what he has called us to do. And there has to be some wisdom in that. Like we have to be careful in that because it's not always a universal truth for every single person that everybody is pointed to one path. In this context, kind of what we're seeing here, when it comes to children, not everyone who loves God will be blessed with large families or even a large home or a a brand new car. It's a little bit different in our context. I think it is more this idea of the blessings that we have in general are this blessing of God in our lives that doesn't mean that if you don't have children you're not blessed I think it's a little bit different in our our, in our culture and in our time frame but I think what it does do is it it does point to the people that do have children that they need to recognize that they are a gift from God and they are a blessing on us as parents and of course you know there's that whole promise of Abraham father abraham back in genesis 12 it included the blessing of descendants who would eventually become a nation and so that ultimate fulfillment of that promise of children is the descendants that would eventually lead to jesus and so christians as believers we are recipients of this blessing of that abraham covenant as we come to faith in Jesus. And Christian parents can rejoice in the fact that that promise is over us and our children. And I also think there's a connection here between that David covenant that we um, hear about in the Psalms, and it talks about the house Being built and the house of the Lord, the temple, who the Solomon, who was the son of David, was the one that built the temple. Um, Again, there's this heritage that comes from our descendants. And I think that could mean more than just children. I think we're talking about heritage and we're talking about legacy. I think if we are committed to making sure that everything we are doing is done in the vein of obedience to God, that's our heritage. That's our legacy. That's what's going to last longer than than our own lives. And if you think about that in terms of what you are building in your life today, I think that it can be convicting for us because there have been lots of times in my life I've spent building things For other people, I have spent building things for myself that were temporary. And I think the focus needs to be more on building things for the kingdom. They're going to be eternal. And that's not to say that we shouldn't have nice things. I mean, I am building a chicken coop this weekend because our little chickadees are too big for the garage now in their little bucket that they're in. And so we're building a chicken coop. And, And I enjoy those chickens, but I have to recognize that even though we're building that coop, the ability to buy the wood, and the ability to swing a hammer, and the ability to to have fresh eggs—those are all blessings of God in our lives. Now, while that that process right there might not be an eternal impact, what it does do is it's teaching my children that there's value in. In being conscious of where our food comes from and being self-sustaining and taking care of young living things and the way that we learn how to nurture, you know, the the things that we're teaching our children through that process or even doing chores or, you know, all the things that come into uh, that kind of raising those kinds of pets. But I think about those lessons that we are building into our children through that process. So maybe the chicken coop isn't eternal and maybe those chickens aren't eternal. But I think some of those lessons that we're teaching our children are because it's building into them this work ethic that is biblical. So I think there are different ways to think about that. If you don't have children, I think there's different ways you can think about your kingdom impact in your job. Are you building something for yourself? Are you building something to make somebody else money? Or are you building the kingdom? And I wouldn't say that necessarily, you know, that means quit your job or anything like that. If if you find yourself that, that you're not doing that, but I would say, what are other ways that you can build the kingdom and build a heritage and build something that's eternal? Maybe that means serving in your local church. Maybe that means leading a Bible study or working with some of the vulnerable in your community, the homeless or, you know, at a food shelter, food pantry or a homeless shelter, something like that. I would just encourage you to realize that unless the Lord builds it, it's temporary. So make sure that if you are building things in your life, there is a kingdom element to it because we don't want to waste our time. You know, we want to be building something that's in line with God's promise and God's standard. You know, one of the things this passage reminds me of is a book by John Bevere that's called Driven by Eternity. And if you haven't ever read that book, I would encourage you to check it out from the library or, or to buy it online. I think it's pretty readily available in a lot of church libraries. But it was an impactful book for me because in that book he talks about the different roles different people have and sometimes I think the assumption is is that if we are 100 percent sold out living for the Lord that we should all be in ministry and sometimes that's not the case sometimes God has gifted certain people with certain skill sets and brains to to do work in the kingdom and impact the kingdom in different areas for example I think in the book there's an example of somebody that went into full-time ministry because he thought that that's what what you know, people in his church expected or what God expected when in reality, God had called that individual to be an accountant because he could have made more of an impact for the kingdom being an accountant. And for me, that was such a powerful example of how we different, we have different callings in our lives. And if you need some help in trying to figure out what that is, I have some resources on my website to help you. But, but the goal here is, of course, we want to hear God's voice more clearly and then be obedient to that voice. So That's a long way to kind of tear apart what we're reading in here. But that phrase, unless the Lord builds, is what I think I want you to take away from from today's episode. So I'm going to go back and reread. It's only five verses, starting at verse one, as, as we go through Psalm 127 again. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise up early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring of reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. God, help us to recognize that unless you build the house, we're building in vain that unless you are watching over the city, the guards standing watch are in vain. Lord, help us to recognize the way that you have called us to surrender every aspect of our lives to you, Lord God, that that there's this element of understanding that it is you that are building the house. God, we thank you for the blessings that we take for granted, the things even like heat in our homes or food in the refrigerator. Lord, help us to recognize that those are not results of our own labor, but the blessing of God in our lives. Lord, change our perspective, shift our perspective so that we can see your hand at work in our lives. And Lord, I pray for my friend right now that may be sitting there thinking, man, I don't know what my kingdom impact is. Lord, would you start to reveal that to them? Would you start to help them to understand what a kingdom impact is and how you are calling them to make an impact that's eternal, that they can recognize this heritage that that is different than just building things up for our own selfish gain. Lord, I thank you for that person that might be pondering those things today. And I pray that you would speak to them in Jesus name. Amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life,